So look, right? So I was on Instagram, right? So I don't follow any celebrities. I tell people I don't follow celebrities. You know what I'm saying? I follow people that I know or people that I, I build a personal rapport with on social media. Um, I don't follow celebrities uh, because I did when I first got on uh, like Instagram. And what I started noticing was that their shit started coming through my feed more than my friends shit was coming through my feed and i'd rather see my friends shit pictures and sh see see shit that they doing before i see some motherfuckers i don't know uh what they doing you know what i'm saying i'd rather see my friends shit so uh a long time ago i cut all the celebrities i was following and shit now i only follow strictly like people i know or people that i might have met on social media and well you know i kind of built uh, a, a decent relationship with Oh, I think they cool. You know what I'm saying? But I did follow a person that I don't know, which is a quote-unquote celebrity um, a while ago, which is uh, the person is, is Wallow. Wallow is um, Gilly the Kid's cousin. Um, Wallow, you know, he did a 20-year jail sentence, got out. Now he's like a big uh, social media uh, what you call them, uh, social media, can't think of the word, um, influencer, social media, social media influencer, he's a big social media influencer, um, and him and Gilly got a podcast now that I listen to, it's called A Million Dollars Worth of Game, but I follow Wallow because I think he's real inspirational, you know what I'm saying, I like his posts, his, his videos that he posts up every day, um, I feel like um, me and him share the same thoughts when it comes to life and how to approach life. And uh, he's one of the few people that I, when I uh, see his videos, I really feel it. You know what I'm saying? So I decided, you know, I'm going to go ahead and follow him. But I was listening to, uh, watching his, uh, one of his videos that he posted yesterday on Instagram. And it was a video of him and Gilly in the car. And they was driving somewhere. Gilly was driving. And the topic, I guess, before he started recording, they was having a conversation about birthdays and what people value the most, you know, between a personal text or phone call or being posted up on social media. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or being shouted out on social media. Wallow was saying that he felt like people value a personal phone call or text message more than someone messaging them on social media. Gilly, you know, he, he begged to differ. He said, nah, nah, niggas rather be shouted out on social media. Because he said he can call a nigga and wish him happy birthday. Then a little while later, <laughs> the motherfucker sent him a picture <laughs> talking about, hey, post me up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Post me for my birthday. So Gilly like, the fuck, nigga, I just called you, nigga. I'm about to post you. I just called you. But, um... So they was debating on what they think people value the most. Um, I had I had a personal opinion on it. So my opinion is, okay, I think both have a point depending on how specific their points are. I feel like Wallow got a point when he said that people value text messages and phone calls more 
than a social media uh, shout out. Um, because I, I kind of value a text message or a phone call more, like a personal, you know what I'm saying? Because it's more personal. But I value that more than, like, if I posted a picture of myself on Instagram because it was my birthday. Let's say I went out, did something, or I, I, I bought a nice little outfit for my birthday. I posted it up. Everybody knows my birthday. If you go up under my picture that I posted and wish me happy birthday, I think that's less valuable than you sending me a personal text message. But I think that um, I think that an actual post overall, if you do a personal post on your page, like you you post a picture of me on your page or on your twenty four hour story, I think that's more valuable than an actual phone call or a text message because you know you kind of that's like a banner that's like you expressing your feelings to the world about this particular person. You know what I'm saying? Because most likely, if you post a picture of me on your page, wishing me happy, happy birthday, you're going to follow up with some type of text. You know what I'm saying? You're going to follow it up, up with a text message. I mean, not a text, but a probably a message saying, yeah, this is my man. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, if it's a family member, this is my cousin, this is my brother, my son. You know, we go back, not and not. You know, it's just kind of a little deeper and it's just like a banner. It's like a banner. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, I think that will be number one. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't expect anything, anybody to do anything. But if I had to rank them personally, I would say if you post me on your page or your 24-hour story or whatever and give me a whole shout-out, I think I value that more than you sending me a direct text message or giving me a direct phone call. And definitely, I value that more than if you come up under my post and wish me happy birthday. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's just my opinion on it, you know? I mean, different strokes for different folks. I understand where both of them coming from. Um, it's, all, it's all subjective at the end of the day, but that's just my take on that. Okay, so next, right? It's football season, baby. Football season, so um, I'm gonna do a podcast pretty much after every Redskins game. I'm a I'm a Skins fan, you know, watching the football team fan um, since I've been a kid. So I'm a diehard fan. Um, I watch every game. Don't schedule nothing for me. Don't expect me to be nowhere if you're scheduling something during the Redskins game, for real. Don't expect me to be nowhere. I'm not going. You know what I'm saying? I look at people crazy. If they schedule something, don't schedule no weddings. Don't schedule no funerals. Nothing around no Redskins game. Because I'm going to have to make a decision. You know what I'm saying? And don't put me in that boat. That's how I die how I am. So, um, to get straight to it, um, we had the first game yesterday against the L.A. Chargers. Um, I woke up Sunday morning. Well, actually, I had a, a, a 360 gig Saturday night. Um, I got a 360 camera. Um, you know, I get booked. People book me to do events and stuff like that. So I did the event Saturday night. The event ended around midnight. So I ain't end up getting home till about 1 in the morning, Sunday morning. And I'm laying in bed around 2 in the morning. And I was like, damn, you know, football season's starting. You know, I'm excited about it. So it popped in my head 
that I might want to go to the game. So I'm like, shit, man, let me see how much tickets are. Uh, so I just start surfing just to see, you know what I'm saying? Because at this point, I'm like, man, if I find a ticket for a decent price, I'm going to fuck around and go. So I'm searching. I first, first, I look at StubHub or SeatGeek, one of them. I looked at both. I looked at one of them first, saw some tickets. I was like, uh. I saw, like, tickets going for, like, like $80 for decent decent seats. And But after the fees and taxes and stuff, the Jones came up to, like, $130. I was like, man, shit. Okay, let me see what, I mean, let me see what uh, the other site doing. So I looked at the other site. I saw tickets for, like, might have been like sixty something dollars. I'm like, all right, this is a little better. You know what I'm saying? Okay, the tickets got a little better. Then I decided to go to Ticketmaster. So luckily for me, each site that I looked at, the ticket prices got better and better. I went to Ticketmaster. They had tickets for fifty bucks. Fifty bucks, good seats too, man. Good seats. You know what I'm saying? So I jumped on that. Jumped on that. Got me a ticket. Was excited. Went to sleep about 2, 3 in the morning. Woke up like at 7, some shit like that. Bam. 8, something like that. Probably about 8. Got myself together. Boom. Called the Metro to the joint. So it was cool. The atmosphere was just just popping. You know, you see all the people on the Metro. They dressed in their skins, getting all that shit. On the train, everybody going to Morgan Boulevard. Getting off at Morgan Boulevard to make that walk to the stadium. And uh, I think I realized today that this might have been the first game with fans since the COVID thing happened. I'm not 100% sure of that, but I'm, that's what I'm, I'm guessing. So that didn't even cross my mind yesterday. You know what I'm saying? It crossed my mind today. I'm walking to the uh, stadium. It's exciting. It's always just a good feeling to walk up to see that stadium. When you go to a stadium, a football stadium, whenever you see a stadium, especially even if you go out of town, it just gives you some type of vibe. It almost makes me feel like I'm looking at the Coliseum in Rome. You know what I'm saying? It gives me that type of vibe. So go to the stadium. It's cool. Luckily, the lines wasn't as long as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a lot of lines, long lines to get in. I got up there probably about, probably like 12, 15 to the gates. Was able just to get straight through the gates. Like, I mean, like walk up to the gates, wasn't no line. Boom. Um, went, found my seats. And luckily where my seats were is where the alcohol stand was, right outside my seats. You know what I'm saying? The, uh. So I was able to get my liquor because they had a lot of beer stands and shit. I don't drink beer. I drink liquor. Give me some whiskey. You know what I'm saying? Whiskey or vodka. I like strong shit. So whiskey, vodka. I'm not a big tequila drinker. None of that. But I'm a whiskey guy. So go get my whiskey. Go sit down. Um, my seats was really, really good. I was like on the eighth row. You know what I'm saying? In the 100 section. Eighth row from the field. So I had real good seats. Man, it just felt good seeing the players out there warming up for both teams. Crazy exciting. Fireworks going off. You know, they did the little uh the cause you know this was this was the weekend 
for the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So, you know, they did a little tribute for that. And uh, it was cool, man. It was cool. But, you know, all in all, let's get to the game, man. So the game started. We kicked off first. It's like the Chargers got the ball, and these motherfuckers just marched right down the field on us. Just marched right down the field. So that shit was a little blower. But honestly, I ain't really trip off of that for real. Because football is just funny. You know what I'm saying? It's like you can't really and it's and football is a long, long game. Like it's like the ebbs and flows can just change so fast in football. So a team can start out hot with crazy momentum, but it's a it's a strategic sport. So the coaches can figure you out and put a halt to whatever you're doing and start countering. You know what I'm saying? It's like chess. So I'm sitting there thinking, okay, they marched down the field on us, blah, blah, blah. We know we put that as good as defense. That shit shouldn't happen like that. But yet and still, like I say, the first game of the season, first drive, anything liable to happen. So um, I ain't really trip off of that. Um, but as the game started going on, it was just a lot of shit I ain't really like. First of all, let's talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's the you know, new quarterback for the team. Let me touch on him first and foremost. Um, when we got him, I thought it was cool, especially at the price we got him for. We got him for like $10 million. Um, you know, these quarterbacks these days, these motherfuckers can get like 30 a year. So I was like, okay, he cool for $10 million, You know what I'm saying? Until we eventually find out who we want. Now... What I didn't like, once he got here and training camp came, came around and stuff like that, the word was that he pretty much was guaranteed to start in position. I ain't understand that shit. Because we had this dude, Heineke. I personally wanted Heineke to start. Because I know his sample size is small, but he showed me so much in that short sample size. Especially in that playoff game against the Bucks. He really impressed me because he showed me, like, every skill set you want to see in a quarterback. Like, I don't think we ever had a quarterback that possessed every single skill set. Now, I'm not saying he possessed all these skill sets at a super high level. Not saying that. But he showed that he's capable of doing everything that you want, would want a quarterback to do. He was smart. I'm just going off of this Tampa Bay Bucks game. He was smart. He made, and, and mind you, he wasn't even with the team the whole season. You know what I'm saying? So he is like, he looked like he read the defense, first of all. I'm watching that game. He read the defense. It's like he knew where to go with the ball as soon as the ball was snapped based on what the defense was doing. He, he showed the ability to make plays, he can scramble. He's pretty fast. He was accurate. Um, he knew when to throw the ball away. Um, he did, like, so many things. It was like he knew, kind of knew when to get down. He Now, he did some dead devil shit, but it was the playoffs. And they even asked him about it. He said, man, it was the playoffs. Like, I had to, you know, it was win or go home. So I did a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't do in the regular season. And it made sense, you know what I'm saying? Um, he just he he just showed me so much in the few games that he played that I felt like he should have went into the the season as the starter. 
his job to lose. Now, I don't think his job should have been guaranteed if he was to come in as the starter. But because I think you should make these motherfuckers compete. Because you got him, Cal Island. I like Cal Island too. Fitzpatrick, all of them pretty decent. But if, if, if somebody show up and they showing out, hey, may the best man win the job. But they said Fitzpatrick was guaranteed to be the starter. And they were saying, well, you know, man, they ain't going to give him $10 million to ride the bench. I mean, there's some backups that be making close to that, that be riding the bench. You know what I'm saying? So I just ain't understand that because I'm like, who the fuck is Brian Fitzpatrick to be guaranteeing a job? Like, I heard that was part of the reason why I came here because they promised him that he would start. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, Brian Fitzpatrick ain't nobody that you promised to start. You make his ass compete. You know what I'm saying? He ain't nobody to be promising no starting job. So I never really, I never really felt that. But I don't dislike him. But I just, I'm not, I, I ain't had no super high, I don't have no super high hopes for him either, though. And with him, I'm just kind of riding the shit out. You know what I'm saying? Unlike, I like him, I like him because he's a gunslinger. I like that part of him. I like gunslingers. Um, I was more optimistic about him than I was when we got Alex Smith, because I wasn't an Alex Smith fan at all. Check down Alex. Nobody wants to see no check downs. Like, you know what I'm saying? He checking the ball down every five minutes and scared to throw the ball down the field. That shit was annoying. But I take my head off to Alex because last year he did some shit for us, man. He, I, he, he earned my respect, but I'm not the biggest Alex Smith fan. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, man, he started the game off. And he just looked, uh, he looked like he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. I wasn't impressed at all. He, what, attempted six passes before he got hurt. I just wasn't impressed. Um, you don't wish no injury on anybody, though. Not at all. Because I, I like our three quarterbacks overall. Like, I feel comfortable with any one of them playing. You know what I'm saying? Versus, like, last year, I ain't feel comfortable with um, – What's the dude we had? Dwayne Haskins. I did not feel comfortable with, with him playing. I wasn't a fan of him since when he first got here and he played his first preseason game. Because I look for certain things with a quarterback. When, we, when you knew, when you're a rookie, when you play, I don't care if it's preseason or whatever, the first thing that I look for that I think a quarterback should be able to possess, which was the thing that Heine could possess too, can you hit an open man? If a dude is wide open, I expect you to make that throw. You know what I'm saying? All quarterbacks can't hit open men. Surprisingly or not, a lot of people don't think pay their attention. You take that for granted. I learned that early with him during the rookie year preseason that he wasn't guaranteed to hit an open guy. If you can't hit an open guy, you can't be my quarterback. And he couldn't show the ability to hit an open guy consistently. You know what I'm saying? But Fitzpatrick, he can hit the open guy. But he just, I don't know, man. He just stunk it up. But he ended up getting hurt. Then Heineke came in. So I'm at the game, telling you. Once he came in, everybody, the whole, the whole stadium got excited. They started chanting, Heineke, Heineke. Everybody was chanting excited. You know what I'm saying? He got a fan base out here. Um... And what did he do? He came in and produced. Because when he came in, 
I think we only had three points on the board. We was like down 10 to 3 or something crazy like that. Something like that. And he came in and got his field goal and field goal range. And at some point, we got the lead. You know what I'm saying? I saw his stats. He was 11 for 15 for a touchdown. Also, when he came in, that's when Terry McLaurin start, started to get involved. Now, as I'm at the game, that's one thing that I'm watching, and I'm not understanding that I noticed. It was very noticeable to me that for, like, the whole first half, Terry McLaurin did not touch the fucking football. I'm trying to figure out how the fuck he the best player on offense. How the fuck he ain't touched the ball? He wasn't getting no targets, no nothing. I'm, blam- I'm blaming this on the coaches. I'm blaming this on Fitzpatrick. I'm like, I don't know. These motherfuckers need to come together, put their heads together, and figure out the way to get him the football. I don't give a fuck if you got to put him at running back. You got to get Terry McClellan the football. You know what I'm saying? Throwing some bubble screens or something. You got to put the ball in his hand. Get him warmed up. Make the defense work. You know what I'm saying? And he ain't get the ball until Heineke came in. Shit was crazy. So, to me, that was bad coaching. I feel like we got outcoached for real. Um, I was kind of optimistic about the game a little bit, even though I didn't really – I ain't really – I couldn't tell you which way I thought the game was going to go. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I ain't have any idea of which way this game was going to go. Um but because the Chargers, they got Herbert, and he looked damn good last year. Possibly even better this year, or he could have been worse. You know, it could be a sophomore slump. But you just don't know. And they got a new coach. So I thought that was our advantage because Rivera's a good coach. Jack Del Rio is a good coach. He's a defensive coach. And we got defensive talent. We got talent on the defense. So I'm thinking, man, at the end of the day, we should win the coaching um, battle between these two motherfuckers. But walking away, I feel like we got out coached. They kept the defense unbalanced, everything, man. It's just like they were just doing so much shit like nothing was working. Um, but let me talk about – so what I liked, the people that I liked on the team that I feel like produced, Heineke, I liked what he did. In his limited role, he played like a half of football. You know what I'm saying? He 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 showed up. And if he'd have played the whole game, who knows? But he's gonna get his opportunity. Cause I found out today today that um Fitzpatrick, he gonna be down for like six to eight weeks, possibly. So Heineke, this is shot. Now he need to stay healthy because he seemed to be a little fragile. He need to figure out a way to stay healthy, man. Don't be out there doing no hero shit, trying to run people over, no dumb shit. Get the fuck down when it's time to get down. Um other than that, I think we're going to be all right because he can play. Um, he played good. McClellan played good when, whenever he got the ball. He ain't get a lot of opportunities. Like I said, I blame that on coaching. But he ain't get a lot of opportunities, but when he did, he showed up. Um, who else? Gibson did all right till that nigga fumble. I can't believe this nigga fumble on that five-yard line. I could not believe this Nigga fumbled, dog. I can't believe he fumbled. Um, we get a turnover, and which makes me think of another player, the dude Willie Jackson. I didn't know too much about him before we got him. I just heard that he was a good player. Once we got him, 
I heard he was a good player, um, one of the best free agent cornerbacks out there. So a lot of people talk highly of him. And from being at the game, he was making plays. He was breaking up passes, all types of shit. I think he the one that caught an interception, if I ain't mistaken, before Terry McClellan, I mean, before uh, Gibson fumbled the ball. But so what was his name? William Jackson, Willie Jackson, whatever the fuck his name is. He on my good list. He 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 was good. But Gibson fumbled that ball, man. The very first play after the turnover. I just can't get over that. That was the crucial, crucial moment in the game. Two cru it's a couple crucial moments in the game. That was one of them. Um They they was pretty good to me. Those are the ones that stood out to me. Now let's talk about the bad. I'm gonna start with first the defense. They need to get their shit together. I'm gonna tell you my personal opinion. Um, Landon Collins, when he got hurt last year, and one of them young boys came in and took his spot, that's when the defense stepped up. All that shit, these motherfuckers was throwing the ball all over us. He all out of position. All that shit went away. I see we still got Cameron Curl in there, but it's another safety that was I think was playing in Landon Collins' spot. That did pretty good too. He he did good. And they kind of shut all that deep passing, all that shit, motherfuckers throwing the ball all over. They shut that shit down. I think he's gonna be a problem as long as he's healthy and, and he's in the star lineup. He's gonna be a problem for us in the passing game. He's not a he's not a he's not a cover guy. You know what I'm saying? So I think without hearing his name much, I think we're gonna start to see that he's gonna be a problem when it comes to the attack, the air attack. They're going to expose him. Um, but I guess he probably getting paid too too much money to sit the bench. But fuck that, we trying to win. So you, you got to put the best people in there. Um, but the defense, man. It's like these niggas was just doing what they wanted against the defense, man. Running, throwing Herbert, just throwing his joint all over the place. Man, that shit started getting frustrated. I'm like, what the fuck? And the biggest issue for me was the front, man. They wasn't really getting no pressure. And that brings me to Chase Young. Now, I like Chase Young. Um, I didn't watch too many of his games when he was in college. But I'm going off of how everybody hyped him up. So they hyped me up. I'm hyped up because everybody else hyped up. So, granted, give him his props. He won rookie of the year last year. Defensive rookie of the year. But I think he only had like seven or eight sacks. You know what I'm saying? Um... He supposed to be like this transcendent player, but I'm gonna be tell I'm gonna tell you like this. I've seen better rookies than him. I don't think he was better than Nick Bosa when Nick Bosa was a rookie. So I'm expecting that type of production. So we coming into the second season. I'm like, all right, he one year in. He should one one year older, maybe a little stronger, a little faster. And I'm watching this game, and he's like a non motherfucking factor. I'm like. What the fuck is Chase Young doing? He in the top five. I'm looking at these polls and shit. He's in the top five on, on best odds for winning defensive player of the year this year. He in the top five. I, he had to, I got I to think he fell all the way out of that when after this game. Because this motherfucker ain't really do shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. And I'm not saying he's going to be bad or he's not going to be great because maybe he is. I'm just going. I'm just talking talking about each player solely on a game by game basis. 
You know what I'm saying? And as the, as the season goes on, you can build credit with me. If he ball out the next four or five games, then have a bad six game, I'll talk about his bad six game. But I say, you know, he had one game, you know, one bad game. Some players do for that, da da da, because I base it all the previous game. But right now, we in game one. And we coming off of the, our last game before this game was the Tampa Bay game in which he ain't do nothing. He ain't do nothing that game. He ain't hardly do nothing this game. He got a half a sack. And honestly, from my eyes, at the game, it looked like John Allen, the one that really got that sack. And then, you know, motherfucking Chase Young just piled on top. So they credit him with half of the sack. But I'm like, you know, I go on Facebook and I say something. I'm like, dog, why? I'm like, what's up with Chase Young? He ain't doing shit. Everybody coming up. And that's the thing. I got some, man, Redskin fans on my Facebook page that I'm friends with, man. I love them, but they be annoying the fuck out of me. I ain't going to lie. It's like these motherfuckers can't do no wrong. I want them to explain to me why we lose. Like anytime they lose, it's always an excuse. Oh, this person. Oh, they. Oh, this. Oh, this was their excuse was for the uh, Chase Young thing. Oh, oh, he was double teamed. Oh, you know, they they was chipping them. And, I, and I'm like, uh, excuse me. Um, all the great players get double teamed. You you think that boy out 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 there with the Rams, he don't get double teamed? You think Miles Garrett ain't getting double teamed? You think none of the Bosa brothers ain't getting double teamed? All these motherfuckers get double teamed. They just figure out a way to beat it. You know what I'm saying? You got to figure out a way to beat it. Man. Um, I just thought he was non-existent, man. He ain't really do nothing. That goes, I'm not just singling him out. The reason I am, though, is because he's the big name. He's the big guy. He's the one out there doing all the talking and the energy up there clapping. That He's doing all that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, we need you to get some sacks. One nigga, the dude from uh, Arizona, what's his name? Chandler Jones got five sacks yesterday. Five. I ain't saying we both, I ain't saying this nigga supposed to get five sacks. But goddamn, can you get one? You know what I'm saying? I expect you at least get one. Get a ball bedded down something. Like, do something. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. I ain't giving no credit unless credit is due. So, you earn it, I'm going to give it to you. If you stink up the joint, I'm going to say you stunk up the joint. Him and most of that defense stunk up the joint. Plain and simple. Um, that kicker, Hopkins, they need to figure out a way to get him the fuck out of there. Now, him, for some reason, they don't bring kickers in to compete with him either. It's like he pretty much got a guaranteed spot. And this motherfucker been missing kicks for years. He had like one good year with us. And since then, this nigga been missing like shit. But in training camp, he the only kicker in training camp. No competition. So what he do? He goes out there, he make a kick, and of course, he misses one. At the game, it looked like he made it from where I was standing. You know what I'm saying? I thought he made the jump. But this motherfucker missed the joint, man. This motherfucker going to be missing kicks. That's what costs us a game. They need to figure something out with him, man. You got to make him earn his job. Don't just give it to him because he got a good leg, his leg strong. Give a fuck about his leg man strong. I need that motherfucker to be accurate. You know what I'm saying? Make the motherfucking kicks. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no use of having a strong leg and you just kicking the motherfucker all over the field. Um, Who else, man? What else? Um, 
that third and 16. Fourth quarter. Third and 16, man. First of all, they made us punt with like seven minutes left. We punting, and we taking out sweet time like we in the lead. We the, the clock just, 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 just milking down before we even punt the joint. That shit kind of threw me. But the Chargers get the ball. I don't think we ever got that motherfucker back. We had these motherfuckers at, at third and 16 to go. And these motherfuckers got 17. That was just embarrassing. That was made me, that's what, what really made me think about Landon Collins. That play right there. I'm just wondering how much of that was his fault because the nigga was wide open. I know he ain't a cornerback, but it's like safeties, man. You kind of got to know how to play the field. You got to read the offense, kind of know what spots to be in. A motherfucker shouldn't be getting a 17 on a third and 16. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like a safety, a good safety probably would have kind of prevented that because, I mean, cornerbacks, they be having a hard time checking these elite wide receivers, man. You got to spy on these niggas. You know what I'm saying? You got to spy. It's just like, that shit was just horrible. Um, I don't know. Just all in all, man. You know, it's one game. I'm not jumping off the porch. I'm not jumping off the porch. Off of one game. I'm just analyzing and giving my take on this one game. Um, it's a long season. To me, I don't think the season really starts until week eight. Every year, it'd be teams that go six and two for the first eight games, seven and one, you know what I'm saying, five and three. And then that second half of the season, that's them same teams don't even make the playoff. They start going on losing streaks. Then the teams that start off one and five, like us, we started off one and five last year and made the playoffs. So I don't panic off the first half of the season. I'm more focused on the second half of the season. But you want to get as many wins as you can. Because football, like I said, is so much about strategy and planning. Teams, it takes like half of the season to figure out all the other teams out. And you start figuring out people's tendencies and coaches' tendencies and players, and you can adjust. So that's why I think the season always turns. You know what I'm saying? It's only really like a couple teams that start out strong and finish strong. But for the most part, all the other teams, that should be funny. They start out good, end up bad. They start out bad in the beginning of the season, go on a strong run, make the playoffs and the shit like that. So I'm not tripping. You know what I'm saying? At all. I'm really not tripping. And we don't know who the Chargers going to be. They could be a really good team because they got a hell of a quarterback. They got weapons. They got Keenan Allen. You know what I'm saying? Eckler, the little running back. You know what I'm saying? They got – and that their coach, even though he a new coach, he could turn out to be good because people can't even figure him out yet. You know what I'm saying? There's no film on him. I'm not sure if he's a first-time coach. Or just this is first year with the Chargers. I don't know. But it's a lot that goes into this shit. So I'm not jumping off the porch. I'm not jumping off the porch. But we got to do better. Defense got to do better. We got to get pressure on the quarterback. We got the Thursday night game coming up against the Giants. Um, And my takeaway is at the very, very, very least, at the very least, they need to make sure Terry McLaurin get the ball. If nothing else, he needs to touch the ball at least no less than five times a game. Whether you throwing them screens or doing reverses, he got to touch the ball no less than five times a game. So that's my 
my goal for the week. That's what I'm looking for for this week. Terry McLaurin needs to touch the ball at least five times in this Giants game coming up. Um, other than that, Heineke starting. I'm excited about that. Just hopefully he can stay healthy. I like Kyle Allen too. So I'm not mad at any one of these motherfuckers playing quarterback. Both of them is pretty capable. You know what I'm saying? The defense just got to hold up their bar- bargain. I think I think we can kind of get in field goal range and put some points on the board, score some touchdowns here and there. But the defense got to do what they what we expect them to do, plain and simple. So, you know, that's my take on game one. Um, hey, hail to the football team, man. So, you know, I'll be back to talk next week after the next game. The motherfucker's lucky, but I was twisted yesterday, too. Ooh, I couldn't wait to get in the house and talk about this shit when I was twisted. I was a lot more passionate, too. But, you know, I got in the house and I was sleepy. I ain't going to lie. That motherfucker whiskey put me on my head, man. I man, I wouldn't think. I went, got something to eat. By the time I came home, man, I was, man, I was tired. So that's my take. So be on the lookout for these podcasts, man. Um, I'm back at it. And, hey, you know, in between these podcasts, I might talk about sports and random topics, too. So it might be a mixture. You're going to get it all from me. So, man, I'm out. I'm going to conclude this podcast right here on this Redskins note. Um, And like I say, man, for all all the people out there that, you know, big dreamers, keep dreaming and make your dreams come true. Um, Don't let nobody put no limits on you. And shoot for the moon because if you miss... You'll land amongst the stars. We out.